Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 313 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I know it's a little delayed. I have good reasoning. Your boy got his second COVID shot, and it kind of put me on my ass a little bit this weekend. So it's kind of a good thing that we waited because we got a lot more to talk about tonight. Uh, it is March 15th, so shout out to the manager of the talent, a.k.a. my sister, 25th birthday. Shout out to Sis. Uh, it seems like we always podcast on your birthday, so happy birthday. This podcast is for you. Uh, this podcast would not be possible without our incredible local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And before we get to our other sponsors, joining me on the voice line via Bloomington, Indiana, where the NCAA tournament is going down on Thursday, which we'll get into underground madness on this show as well, the one and only HK Harrison Kremens. What's going on? Got a big show to talk about today. Dude, how's Tourneytown? Uh, it's terrible, to be honest, because we're not there. <laughs> it's depressing as hell. We uh, like all the all the March Madness stuff is going up in the Assembly Hall, and we're just sitting out here like it's it's literally the Eric Andre. Let me in. Let me <laughs> in. I mean, if you guys didn't know, Harrison goes to Indiana University, and they got bounced from the tournament. Uh, but hey, my but it's it's a good day today. Archie Miller's gone. <laughs> bye bye. My my Villanova Wildcats are representing in Indiana, so we'll get into everything you guys need to know about underground. Uh, the Underground Sports Philadelphia Tournament uh, bracket challenge that we'll be doing. It is back this year. It'll be live by the time you guys are listening to this, so get excited. Underground Madness is back. Uh, and that would not be possible without our awesome sponsors as well. Our friends at Tomahawk Shades doing the damn thing. You guys know I wear the Blue Light Plus glasses. Anytime I'm podcasting, editing, watching my favorite shows, movies, sports, you name it, I got them on because, let's face it, guys, we only get one pair of eyes. We got to do right by them. You got to protect them from those blue light rays coming out of your screens that you're staring at all day long. And of course, when you're outside, potentially going to work, weather's getting a little bit nicer. So when you're outside taking walks, you know, whatever it may be, put those sunglasses on as well. So you're styling and profiling going into the spring and summer. Fill up your card at TomahawkShades.com right now. And Harrison, I don't know if you know this, but their next round of small batch collective collection they got masks, and they are Ooh, that's fuego. Clutch. They are absolute heat. So you got to get them while they're available. It's part of the Small Batch Collective. Once they're gone, they're gone. But I do know, I believe they're doing a second round, different colorway, different look to them. But right now, they have them on the website as well. So fill up your cart. Get all your goods from Tomahawk Shades. 
And when you go to check out, use our promo code USP to get 25% off your order. That's right, 25% off your order when you use our promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com. Tomahawk Shades, a quality product for an affordable price. And guys, we were talking about the tournament. It's tournament season, so take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Performance Package to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using our code USP for our exclusive offer. Guys, your bracket isn't supposed to be perfect, but with Manscaped's performance package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes are. The Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and the number one overall seed this season. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those difficult, delicate holes. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so why not use the best tools for the job? This amazing bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, it checks every box for a Final Four run. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine and keep you fresh, ready for anything. Get the performance package now, and you'll also receive Manscaped's two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Guys, talk about comfort. The Boxers are my absolute favorite, no cap at all. Best boxers I've ever put on my body. Another I can second that. Harrison wears them. Matt wears them. Dom wears Everybody wears them. They're the best boxers we've ever worn. And, guys, another favorite of mine, they come in clutch, especially if you're in a rush in the morning, late at night, whatever it may be. Those crop mop wipes, they're cool and refreshing ball, butt, and body wipes for peak male hygiene and extra care where it matters most. And get this. Your purchase goes towards a good cause because – Although he's not a 76er, Manscaped partnered with the GOAT, Alex Caruso, and the Testicular mm-hmm. Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Thank you to Manscaped for making our holes look sexy during the dance. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code USP. And guys, when things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. And Harrison, what what is what is the big dance? What is March Madness? without our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka on deck. Stateside, the best. I know I'm going to be drinking a lot of Stateside during the tournament this year. The best. They are the fastest-growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're currently closed due to COVID, but they are headquartered in Old Kensington, Philadelphia, so maybe by next tournament season we'll be hanging out at Stateside 
for all of our tournament needs because they have a full bar. They've got restaurants, and they offer distillery tours weekly. It's seven times distilled, certified gluten-free. It's blended with electrolytes, making it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink that starts with a G. And it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market to keep you going all tournament long. It's also won awards for best package in the world. So head over to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your vodka. The one liter bottles get our special discount when you go to check out. Use promo code USP when you're purchasing those one liter bottles of vodka and you get 10% off with our code USP. Must be 21 or older to order. And of course, please drink responsibly. Harrison, it's been a long time since we recorded, since Wednesday night. Shout out to Los Toros in Los Angeles, California from our Weird News of the Week, which will also have another restaurant. Weird News of the Week story at the end of the show, but they shared our our uh, clips on their Instagram. Very kind of them. Shout out to Los Toros. If you guys were closer, we would, we would definitely be out there sitting in bean dip, enjoying your delicious, tasty food. Um, but shout out Los Toros. Keep doing the damn thing. The the people doing the damn thing here are the Philadelphia 76ers. They haven't skipped a beat since Absolutely. the last time we talked, though. The MVP is uh, out of commission for at least two to three weeks. Bone bruise. Worse. Bone bruise, no ligament damage, thankfully. I need to get your, your take. What was your initial reaction when you saw the video of the injury? <laughs> Hey, hey you. Yeah, you listening to this podcast right now. You're listening to an Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. You should probably know that we have an entire catalog of podcasts on this network. So what I want you to do right now, once you finish this episode, after you finish subscribing, leaving a five-star review down in the Apple Podcast section, I want you to search Underground Sports Philadelphia And go check out our catalog of podcasts, especially our flagship TV and movie podcast for streaming services called Streamer Season. We have breakdowns of amazing shows coming out weekly. You should definitely check it out. That's Streamer SZN. Search it on your favorite podcast app and give us a follow on social media. You won't regret it. Check out all the awesome podcasts on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And thank me later. Now, back to the show. So, uh, I was actually uh, at work at the pub. And I was I was cleaning off some tables, you know, making sure that the people were happy with their drinks. And I turned to a TV and I see Joel limping off the court and I audibly screamed. Yep. In the middle of a bar. I was... I couldn't I, I I could barely concentrate on the rest of my shift. I got through it, got home and was like waiting with bated breath to find out if Jojo was okay or not. Yeah, I was I was nervous, dude. I I honestly thought it was like, "Oh, it's over." You know, it it's done. This the season's done. His his season's done because we're all intertwined with Joel at this point and we we've gotten too lucky a number of times this year it feels like where Mm -hmm. it was like oh this is the one this is the one that's gonna put us out of commission like it's over and this felt like the one you saw it on his face where like he thought it was done 
And then... And you you know his luck with injuries, too. Yeah. And then he got up and was like, oh, okay, like, I can, I can move, I can put weight on it. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, is that, like, he was well, able to walk off under his own power and, like, put weight on it, even though he was limping. That's where don't I, like... Don't forget that Carson Wentz did the same thing after his ACL. Oh, there. absolutely. But I, I took it, like... Also, looking at it this way, like Joel's a much bigger human than Carson Wentz. Um, this is true. So, when I saw Joel limping and putting weight on it, I was like, okay, if, if anything was like structurally wrong, I don't think Joel would have been able to walk off under his own power. And yeah. that's when I kind of took a sigh of relief. And as soon as we found out that it was a bone bruise, which he's had before. We all know that infamous ESPN Rockets game that he was forced to play in, and then everything hit the fan. But the NBA hates the Sixers. Yeah, it's it sucks that we're not going to have him for two to three weeks now. But they they've haven't skipped a beat. You know they they didn't have Ben Simmons in that game, and then they finished the game without Joel against the Bulls. They beat the Wizards, and then. Uh, they they go out and or did he get hurt against the Wizards? That's what it was, right? It was the Wizards, yeah. yeah. So they beat the Bulls without Ben Simmons. Then we lose them against the Wizards, but they finish out that game. Uh, ben Simmons calls the, out the first game happens. Ben Simmons calls out the the Wizards announcer, uh, that clown, <laughs> that absolute clown who knows nothing about basketball. If he thinks Ben Simmons is the most overrated player in the league, absolutely hilarious stuff from Ben. Abs- uh, what a joke. And then they go out and blitzkrieg the freaking Spurs like nobody's business. And that was like that was a game, yes, first game in front of the fans in almost a year, which was wild to even like think about. Um but And they just they did the damn thing. The fans were there to energize them. You have and to I imagine mean, the fans added that extra motivation in there. Because I'm, I'm trying to like... Oh, 100%. Like, everything is obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. but without the fans, did they do what they did against the Spurs? I don't know. I still I still think they win, but I don't think they do it in that fashion. Because that was special. That yeah. was really special. Was 134 to 99. Worst loss in franchise history for the Spurs. Well, or as well, uh, Paul Pierce would say, the uh, the Sixers got blown out by thirty five. True, and that that just adds to Embiid's MVP case because they clearly lost to the Spurs. You know, one hundred thirty four to ninety nine. Paul Pierce doesn't know basketball. No, he knows basketball, but he 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 doesn't care about the Sixers. No, does he? the. Uh... Just having Ben Simmons in the lineup also is like night and day for this team on defense. Like we yep. we talk about, you know, we get frustrated with Ben and you know everything offensively, but like his defense, his defense is this, never quite in question. This is the second time this season that like with and without Ben Simmons, we've seen such a drastic difference of what this team's able to do. And I don't know about you, dude. Matisse Thibel is on one right now <laughs> i was i was literally about to say can we talk about the improvement that matisse steibel has undergone this season because i mean he was on the trade block for a hot second like we were all fine with that and he must like tobias harris he must have seen the slander and really turned it the hell around like the man is a goddamn thief 
Matisse is on He's just one. the best. <laughs> like the, the absolute best. His defense right now is irreplaceable almost. Like it's almost at yes. that point. Especially without Joel. Oh, absolutely. Him and Ben are like that deadly tandem that you can't do anything without without your MVP. Yeah. And it's like he's he's just like that pest like that pest on the court because like yes, could Matisse improve drastically offensively? Absolutely. Like that's all we want from him is to like just start taking like spot up threes and he will be lethal uh as a two way player, but like his defense is just so spectacular right now that like he's turned his season around almost. Like like we said, yeah. you know, there he was in trade talks almost the whole first half of the season. People were okay with it. Everyone knows if you listen to this podcast, Matt and I were like, let's kind of ease on the Matisse hate. Like there we are so quick to pull the trigger on young guys on this team for whatever reason when we never yeah, give them a like full we, chance we've... to develop. Our fans see our two big names and then uh, start to throw prospects out the window sometimes. I, and I get it. We've we've had to be very reactionary for a long time because of the process. But I think now we can just sit back, let our prospects develop, and watch this team run to the finals. It's like, like everybody's everything's just falling into place. Some of our fan base is almost like Elton Brand without Daryl Morey. Yeah, like exactly. so reactionary. Exactly. Like I just need to like if it's not working, let's fix it. Like if it, if it doesn't yeah. work, okay, we got to change it. And it's like slow down. Like not Ooh. everything is going out and making a three a.m. Tobias Harris trade, and not everything is first day of free agency giving a hundred and twenty million dollars to Al Horford. Like that's yeah, not exactly. everything. Like we don't have to give up on guys like a Landry Shamit all the time. Like we don't have to give up mm-hmm. on a Mikhail Bridges, which again I was right about uh, all the time. And we definitely, we definitely don't have to give up on a Tyrese Maxey, who a lot of people right. were saying if James Harden is in the talks, yeah, I would trade Maxey. Like I would not trade Maxey. This man is the future of. Part of the future if, of the NBA. If Harden was on the table and like it took Maxi, I would do it for Harden because he's a guy that's going to get you over the top. But like the people talking about trading Tyrese Maxi for Kyle Lowry, like miss me yeah, with that. No, like it's two completely no. different echelons of player. And yes, Kyle Lowry is good. The coming home story would be great. But like, no, like there's no reason to be trading a 20 year old. Tyrese Maxey, who could project into being, like, a Kyle Lowry type. Like, I feel like so many people forget that, like, Tyrese Maxey played, uh, what, a half a season at Kentucky last year before the COVID shut or, like, a full season, didn't play in the tournament, and he's 20 years old. Yeah. Like, imagine what you were doing at 20 years old and put yourself in Tyrese Maxey's shoes as an NBA rookie. Like, the kid has shown... uh, Sparks and short. He's he's fallen out of favor in the rotation, and I get that. He's young. It's going to happen. But like, sure, we had the the shorthanded game against the Nuggets that he was playing a bulk of the time. But like, homie put up thirty nine points in an NBA game. That's pretty damn impressive. Like the kid shows talent. The floater is a, a thing of beauty, and it's the silkiest floater in the NBA. It, it's one of those things that like Tyrese Maxey can be here for 
a long like you don't need to 15 to 16 years you don't need to push him into the the middle of trade talks unless it's for a transcendent player like a James Harden like that's the level of player we're talking if you're gonna give a Tyrese Maxey up in a trade yeah uh, 100%. So, I, I would not touch Tyrese Maxey. And another underrated aspect of the Sixers roster, well, not underrated, we've been raved, he's been raved about. Dwight Howard has acclimated to Philadelphia perfectly. Starting My man, refs you suck chance in front of the fans. Got his, he, he got himself a, uh, a frosty a, and fries. fries and frosty. He's taking the role that Rocco left as the Frosty he, hype man. He is literally the Frosty. Like, we thought it was going to be Shake Milton. No, Dwight Howard is everything you want in a Frosty hype man. I'm so happy to see him back on the upswing of his career because there was that, you know, weird in-between period uh, between him being a vet and the superstar he was mm-hmm. where he was not good. Yeah. And just bouncing around from team to team, which sucks because he's such a likable player and such a likable guy. And then something just clicked for him. Last year with the Lakers, it was apparent. It's definitely apparent this year with the Sixers. And I'm just happy to see him having fun again. And it's like he's always been one of my favorite players. This whole team just seems like they're having fun, and it's a compl- and that's why like everyone talked about at that point in the first half when they had the same record as they did at the, that point last year and why things felt different. It's because this team fucking likes each other. Like, that's yes. the biggest difference. Like, you can genuinely tell that, like, every single player on this roster genuinely enjoys being with one another, genuinely enjoys playing with one another, and that's such a big difference from last year compared to this year. And, I, I mean, that's why I think Daryl Morey is, like, tweeting out like at Sixers bench and, and the Nick Offerman picture every night. And like, yeah, I, I don't know where he's at at this point, you know, as we sit here, March 15th, 10 days out from the trade deadline. It's one of those things where I don't know if the Sixers make a drastic move because Daryl's afraid to like shake up the chemistry of this team. I, I honestly, right now I don't make a move. I, I it's, so it it's so weird. It's so weird though like... because of the Embiid injury. It's like you almost have to make a move in a sense because. But Tony Tony Bradley's been balling out. Yes, but here here's my thing. Would you would you make like a a two second round pick and trade exception deal for PJ Tucker? I would do that in a heartbeat. Yes, I I wouldn't trade any players. I would absolutely trade picks. So it's like if you can make that deal happen. I, I would absolutely do it. Um, yeah. But, but I'm, it, I'm, not, I'm not trading anybody because that would screw up chemistry way too much. It's too late in the season to try to get a new chemistry with new teammates Yeah, if you're sending people away. And it's like, like you just like got PJ the G Tucker League guys back. This, yeah. Like, B-Ball Paul is Give here. Give B-Ball Paul his chance. Like, I, that's that's the other component of this is like, B-Ball Paul is back. Isaiah Joe's out of the bubble now. Uh, Rajon Tucker is with the team now. There's there's more pieces to this chessboard that Doc Rivers and the coaching staff can use that Daryl Morey can take a look and see like over these. I'd say, what do you think? Because in the I would say Daryl Morey's got to like pull the trigger on a move. I'd say before deadline day. 
how much of a timeline would you give before you think a Sixers move? I think if a move's going to happen, it's got to happen on like the 23rd. Uh, when, when is deadline day? The 25th. So we have 10 days. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm putting it around 23rd, 24th. Uh it's got I feel like it's going to be one of those late night things again because you know how the Sixers like to move. Um, and like everybody talking about like the the Danny Green like Danny Green's not going anywhere. Like people talk no. about his his contract being expiring and tradable and like that's a big asset and everything. I Daryl Morey flat out came and said uh yesterday I think it was that Danny Green always finds himself on winning teams and that's not a coincidence. I I mean again that's not a ringing student, endorsement I, for a guy. <laughs> I don't know what is. I, as an IU student, I watched Danny Green's younger brother Devontae for 2 years with the team. I'm big on the uh the Green family as a whole because of that. And Danny Green He's a what? A three-time champion, a back-to-back champion right now. Could be a three, uh, a back-to-back-to-back champ with the Sixers this year. There, he just brings that it factor. Like he doesn't have games, great games all the time, but he comes up when he's needed. He hits his shots. He can play defense. He can block shots. He's just a good all-round player to have and remember when he was part of that starting lineup we went on what uh, a 16 and 0 run with that starting lineup or something yeah like yeah none he's, of this starting lineups going to this team none of the starting lineups going anywhere especially because yeah. i feel like when Embiid's back like that's the one thing matt and i have talked about this for years now too but like this is the first time it seems like there's some cohesion in the starting lineup and the amount of starting lineups and just different iterations of rosters that Embiid and Simmons have had to play with over the years is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. Like this is like their like 25th iteration of the Sixers in their Sixers tenure. And they've been here since 2014 and 16 respectively. Like, yeah, we, we give them the, some uh, consistency. We- we had the Dario Rocco teams of old. Then we had the Jimmy Butler Toby team with JJ Redick, and we don't have to talk about last year. Like oh, even man. the Jimmy Butler team, like that had two different iterations in a span of like four months. Yeah, three actually, because you started it, it the was, year, then you traded for Jimmy, and then you traded for Tobias. Yeah, it was it was the Dario Rocco Embiid Simmons show to begin, which is. A the hell pro- of a starting lineup, by the, the way. The process roster. The process. It was the process roster. TJ McConnell, JJ Redick. First of all, bring home Dario, bring home Rocco, bring home JJ, or bring home TJ. Give me at least one of those. Four. <laughs> I want one of them back. Uh, but yeah, then you trade Rocco and Dario for uh, Jimmy Butler in October. And you run with that roster for a while, you know, subbing in Landry Shamit, players like them. And then we bring in Mike Scott, Bobby, and Toby. In a matter of like four months. (laughs) Yeah. This was in what? February, right after we destroyed Golden State? Yeah. And we traded for Jimmy Butler in November. Yeah. So, So, yeah, three different iterations of a team in a year. And then it flipped again in July. And let's not even talk about like Embiid missing two years of his career, Ben Simmons missing the first year of his career. Give these guys some consistency to play with, 
and it seems like the guys on this roster right now, they're thoroughly enjoying playing with. So, like, if the Sixers make a move, I don't think it's going to be, like, crazy drastic. And I could be yeah, wrong. We, like, you, we could come back and listen to this in 10 days and be like, oh, wow, Kyle sounded like an absolute idiot for saying that. But that's what a podcast is it, for. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel like they're going to be making right. any big moves because this feels way too much like the 2017 Eagles. Let's just hope there's not it, a downfall like them. Oh, I don't. I, the thing is, I don't think there's going to be because it's easier to keep a team together in basketball, in my opinion. True. Than in football. I just, I that's that's where I'm at right now. Ten days out from the deadline is like a big deal's not going to get made, and if it is, it's PJ Tucker for like two second rounders and using the trade exception, and like Vincent Poirier might go, and like who knows if he's even like going to be somebody that goes because he could just be big team guy, big locker room guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. We really don't need to – we don't need to do anything. We really don't. I I feel like we do – like, I feel like there is still, like, a piece missing, whether it's another shooter or, like, that small ball five, uh, stretch four type – stretch five type player. Um, But, like, it's not going to be major. Like, it's not going to be something that's going to, like – reshuffle this roster in a massive way. It's going to be something that's like small enough to like keep the the camaraderie going and like an easy insertable piece that like if a move's made like a PJ like I bring up PJ Tucker a lot because he has past experience with Daryl Morey. And that's yep. the type of move that I think Daryl's going to make is somebody that he knows will fit in with this locker room. Also for like the first time in two years, I feel secure in the fact that Mike Scott will not be going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, he's been my, our boy's been hooping lately. Homie threw he down a been, dunk. Oh, that was such a night. Nice, speaking of dunks, though, those two that Ben threw down against the Spurs. Just good gracious, Ben. Like, have mercy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Man, Mike's those going men anywhere. Have families. <laughs> I don't think Mike's going anywhere, hopefully, because that's the homie. That will always be the homie. Um, but, yeah. I, no, he, I he's, just, got, he's got the chemistry with the roster. I think he stays for a long time now. Because he's just it's a clear big that vibes Doc guy. Likes, yeah, it's clear Doc likes him. Mm-hmm. It's clear Daryl likes him. And it's clear, like, Joel, Ben, the, the whole oh, yeah. bench loves Mike. Like, he's got good chemistry with Tobias and Matisse. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody of significance is going anywhere. To be honest, I, I agree. I don't think the team wants anyone to go anywhere. Yeah. They, again, we've been we've been on this all all podcast long, but they like each other. They love each other. Yeah. They don't like each other. They that's a family right there. It's beautiful. Uh, you know what's not beautiful though, Harrison? Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, because uh, some of my homies are leaving and going to teams I don't like. Um. We'll start with the positive news, though. Eagles, they uh, they re-signed Brandon Graham to a one-year contract extension to kind of That's manipulate the cap. Makes ton of sense. Uh, Brandon Graham and Jason and Kelsey also, are, like, the two guys on this roster uh, that deserve to just finish their careers as Eagles. They don't need to go anywhere. And this is, like, one of those moves where BG is still playing at a high-caliber level and – like just keep him here. There's no reason for him yeah. to go. He should just finish out his career in Midnight Green in that number 55 even though he started his career as 54. Um he's a guy that like 
could ge- I could genuinely see his number getting retired. Uh, no, absolutely. Um, he's one of the one of the best d- defensive players to ever roll through Philadelphia, in my opinion. Yes, one of the g- genuinely one of the nicest guys in the entire city. I think my my mom met him a couple years ago through a Shoprite event, and she hates football. <laughs> but she will always root for Brandon Graham whenever he pops up on screen because she had such a great experience with the dude. He's just he's perfect for this city and this team. Made no the matter most what, iconic I always play in franchise Brandon Graham history. Like made the most iconic play in franchise history. He's, Easily. He's just a guy that deserves to be here, and it's fair to say the Eagles made the right move in twenty ten drafting him over Earl Thomas. Yes. A lot of people got mad about that back then, but, man, did we all look like idiots. Yeah, I mean, BG is a dog, and I'm glad he's going to be here. The sad news is one of my guys. You guys know, if you listen to this podcast, um, since day one, drafting him in the seventh round back in 2016, my dog, like... I was doing jumping jacks, backflips, wanted to jump through the ceiling when I saw we drafted this guy that late and stole him in the draft. Jalen Mills, uh, the Green Goblin, just an ultimate vibes guy, big locker room guy, a team leader, would get you fired up. We tweeted out a clip from uh, right before the game against the Falcons during the Super Bowl run. Where he said, I don't give a shit about no Matty Ice. I don't give a fuck about no Julio Jones. He's just an ultimate team leader and will get you ready to run through a wall. Gotta gotta give him claps. Yeah. Uh, Homie got got the bag. uh, He got a four-year, $24 million contract with $9 million guaranteed from the fucking New England Patriots. I'm sorry for cursing so much. I am just. But it's it's painful. Patriots, it's the Patriots, and I just. I, hey, it, literally, the Patriots went. If you can't beat them, sign them. Like with the 2017 Eagles. I just can't like, imagine Jalen Mills without green hair. Like, is he now like is, the is red he goblin? Be blue hair? Is he gonna be red hair? Is he What's the he hobgoblin do? now? Like, I, I just. I no. It he, pains he, me. He's forever the green goblin. He always had the. Perfect work ethic for this city. He always had the right vibes. Made the play on Julio Jones in the, yep. the wild card game or the, the divisional round, I'm sorry. Um, always came up clutch. And, man, deserves I'm, I'm every miss pe- him a lot. Deserves too. every penny. Like, he's going to be missed. Like, people bitched and complained about Jalen Mills a ton. Uh, and it might just because be because you don't know ball. Um, but Jalen Mills is going to be missed drastically. Like, I already miss him. It pained me I when I too. when he tweeted, you know, Foxborough, let's run it. Uh, that's it's, pain. That's it's just pure pain. pain. And now our guy Pat Pitts gets to fucking enjoy Jalen Mills for four years. That scumbag. Uh, <laughs> I I just uh, it pains me that Jalen Mills is going to the Patriots. Of all the teams that could have signed him, at least it's not the Cowboys. Yes, if it was the Cowboys, that would have been like a dagger through my throat. But that, again, another former Eagle getting a big bag today. Nelson Aguilar, Nelly. two years, twenty-four million it. from the Patriots. 
The Patriots gave out like over a hundred million dollars in guaranteed money today. And yeah, where did they get that money? I'm guessing where, where, I'm guessing Robert Kraft just told Bill Belichick, yeah, go spend the stimmies. <laughs> Bill Belichick just stole the stimmy from every single That's one of the Probably his why I haven't gotten mine people. yet. <laughs> Bro, they Every single player on the Patriots gets their stimmy to uh, sign players, but we can't get ours. Pain. Are we? Are Pain. we? Are we creating stimmy gate? <laughs> hey, that would be the big. That should be the next big uh, controversy for the stimmy gate. New England. How the Pats. hell do the Patriots have all this money? It's because of stimmy gate. Uh, you heard it here first. We invented it. Please credit Underground Sports Philadelphia with stimmy gate. Uh, it will be trending on Twitter within the hour. Um, yep. But yeah, shout out to two now former Eagles. Nelson Aguilar was just working out with Jalen Hurts and Greg Ward uh, a couple days ago. It was on Jalen Hurts' Big Instagram, egg. I believe. I, I, I'm ready for the Greg Ward breakout season this year. I, uh, I really am. I was I was kind of pulling for the Nelson Aguilar return. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was I was hoping I that was, was gonna be in the cards. Good. Man, it, there's really I, – I just don't think it would it worked out for him in Philadelphia because of the coaching. And I was I was really hoping that with a new staff he would come back and show off yeah. the, the, the talent that he has. He's such a talented player. And but not, not he never that got I... the chance to shine in Philadelphia. He got that one year, the, the Super Bowl year, yeah. but then – Not that I ever want to slander Carson Wentz on this podcast, but because Nelson Aguilar is working out Jalen Hurts and Greg Ward and everything, not that Greg Ward was an anti-Wentz guy at all or anything, but how how much shit-talking do you think was going on between uh, Jalen Hurts um, and Nelson Aguilar? Anti-Carson uh, anti, anti uh, Wentz guy. <coughs> Alshon Jeffrey. <coughs> <laughs> how much shit-talking of Carson Wentz do you think was happening between Aguilar and Jalen Hurts? <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> our our when, guy, friend of the show, Ryan Jones, tweeted both of them smoking that Wens pack out there. They absolutely were, because I mean, J- Jalen's probably talking uh, talking about how he came in and immediately overshadowed Wentz this season, and then Nelly talking about how him and Wentz had that one good season together and then lost it completely, and then he regained it with Nick Foles. Uh, Yep. I was like, damn, they're building chemistry. Maybe maybe Nelson Aguilar will come back, but he's going to the Patriots. Everybody's going to the Patriots, it seems. Um, Screw the Patriots. Future former Eagle or former future Eagle uh, Corey Davis is going to the Jets. Um, he leaves the alternate timeline Eagles known as the Tennessee Titans. Have you ever heard that theory, Harrison? I don't know if you've dabbled into that theory at all. The I'm, Tennessee. I'm sorry. The alternate timeline eagles the tennessee titans are like if you opened up the multiverse if you guys know and listen to streamer season harrison big part of our marvel mondays if you opened up the multiverse of the nfl every possible move that you could have hoped for for the eagles as they were building from like 2015 on those guys just ended up on the tennessee titans really so here, well, this is a good topic to get into since NFL free agencies here. Um, so, 2015, obviously, Marcus Mariota, yeah, was like oh everybody wanted him on we the Eagles. Re- 
we really thought he was the truth. Or no, he like, was he was 2014. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but yeah, 2014, oh, yeah, yeah. like or no, 2015 NFL draft. Yeah, I was right. 2015. Uh, everybody thought he was going to go to the Eagles because of Chip Kelly, yada, yada, yada. He ends up going to the Titans. God, don't even say that name around me. That that starts the, the first go-round of this uh, this iteration here. So then uh, you get a trade between the Eagles and the Titans uh, with Dennis Kelly going to the, the Titans for Doriel Green-Beckham. Dennis Kelly still playing in the league at a very high level. Doriel Green-Beckham, uh, don't know what he's doing. Corey Davis, everybody wanted the Eagles to draft him as a wide receiver to be like the number one. He ends up getting drafted by the Titans. And it seemed like every move the Titans ever made (laughs) was everything the Eagles ever wanted. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm... if I wasn't supposed to be on the Colts bandwagon out oh, here, I guess I, I would be a Tennessee Titans fan. Jadavion Clowney, ever heard of him? <laughs> Everyone wanted him on the Eagles on a one-year deal. He ends up going to the Titans. Uh, Don't get me started on Jadavion Clowney. Who else? Let's see. God, I, I, I hate that man. I really do. Trying to see if there's I, anybody from last year that was I will never forgive team. him. For that torpedo shot on Carson Wentz that oh, yeah. screwed us out of the oh, uh, never. <laughs> Adoree Jackson, everybody wanted him in 2017 from USC. Uh, he got drafted by the Titans. It, yep. It's just a never-ending list of... Watch, watch the Titans snag like... Uh, what, what is it? Watch them snag Devonta Smith or... Uh, <laughs> that would or be Jamar Chase. That would be some uh, shit. Hey, I want to thank you, the listener, for checking out an Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. If you've been rocking with us for any amount of time, you know we have a whole catalog of podcasts, a number of franchises under our umbrella, and I want you to do me a favor. Once you're done listening to this episode, once you're done subscribing, leaving a five-star rating or review on the Apple Podcast feed, like we know you always do, I want you to hop over and check out the Outside the Box podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's our flagship pro lacrosse podcast. Ton of fun stuff, amazing interviews, content. We know that lacrosse, you know, we're still in a bit of a limbo period, but hey, do us a favor, check it out, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and maybe learn about the sport of the future. And with that, let's get back to the show. And it's just like they, they might they might pick up one of the two because I mean they're basically just a running team right now with King Derrick Henry every move. But when you've got Derrick Henry, you you really don't need anyone else. It was like almost every move they made was to spite the Eagles. <laughs> like they you know, uh, and the Eagles deserve a lot of spite right now. It, it's they absolutely really nuts. I'm like looking at these rosters. And it's almost like everybody wanted to do the spite signing of signing Brian Arakpo from the Washington football team when he became a free agent. He went to the Titans. Uh, Jason McCourty played for the Titans. Um, the the one loss that happened with uh, the the corner who blew the game. I 
tried to remove his name from my head uh in 2018 was it in I overtime think. who blew that uh, game yeah or was it 2019 it was 2018 2018 yeah let's see pulling up an article from the homie Graham Foley um who was it let's see I removed this guy's name from my head because of this. Um, but yeah, the there's a a long running theory that Eagles Titans is like just a an opposite multiverse. Corey Graham. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. With the, the sticks defense that just blew it and put the Titans in field goal position. Corey Graham. Uh, so yeah, the T- the Eagles and Titans. One way or another, are always connected uh, since like 2014, 2015. It's absolutely wild. Um, I don't know if the Eagles are going to do anything in free agency. Apparently, they were rumored to be one of the four teams in on John Johnson from the Rams. He ended up signing with the Browns uh, on Monday, so they're out of that, obviously. I just don't know if they're going to make any big moves, so I'm not anticipating anything. I'm just glad Brandon Graham's back. I'm glad Jason Kelsey's back. And uh, let's just build this team through the draft. But that's been way too much Eagles talk let, for you guys. Yeah. Let, let, let's just let's just end the Eagles se- uh, segment real quick by saying blow it the fuck up and let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Flyers. They've been sucking, but Monday night as we're recording this. Um, they, but we always go through a slump, don't we? They They always do. It's like you're out and then they drag you back in. Uh, they end up winning. Yeah. Uh, in comeback fashion, and Jake Voracek scored the most lackadaisical game-winning goal I've ever seen in my life. Literally, Kincaid with a horrible giveaway. Voracek says, thank you very much. Basically just walks in. He was skating skating with one hand on his stick at one point, and I was was howling. I, I think in his head he was just thinking, man, I am going to light up Sam Carcidi after this game. <laughs> and then he just goes forehand, backhand, geeks Kincaid out of his jockstrap. Like, Let's go the, the hell home, home, boys. Yes, sir. I uh, I was watching the post-game press conferences, and Jake was in there with Claude Drew, and they called Mike Skilski's name, and I was just waiting for Voracek to drill into him. <laughs> Jake Voracek is... Well, he's been one of my favorite flyers for the past couple of years now. But if if he's the one taken by the Kraken at the end of this year, I will be distraught. <laughs> I I will be distraught. I uh, I've gotten Dylan's take, and we've gotten mine and Matt's takes on this team. It's been a while since you've been on the main pod. What do you make of this Flyers defense right now? Because it's an absolute shambles, in my opinion. <sighs> Um, it's um, almost like they don't even have to put a defense out there and you'd get the same results and yeah. everybody, and obviously, yeah. And everybody wants to go and attack Carter Hart and like, sure. Has he been playing not up to what we've seen him play before? Absolutely. Do we also forget that Carter Hart got rushed through the minors and called up because the Flyers had played He's eight goalies in a season? Yes, we do. He's 22 years he old. Is- like he's, he's still learning the game. He he got rushed through to to get up to the NHL. Like quite honestly, like if things were normal, I don't even think Carter Hart would be up in the NHL right now. 
Yeah. I mean, if we didn't go through seven goalies that one year, he would definitely still be in the minors, and we wouldn't be think even talking about this. We probably wouldn't be in as good of a spot without him. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I'm I'm still trusting the process with Carter Hart. I will not give up on him because he is genuinely the best young goaltender in the NHL. I this Flyers um, team just needs defense, and like I don't know. Yeah. If bring us Matthias Ekholm. That I mean, I've been pounding that drum for a month now. I just don't know if that's enough. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you want somebody to pair with Provi and have like an elite tandem, but like everything mm-hmm. else after that is so below average. And if this team wants to make any noise in the playoffs, you need to have more than just two guys that are above average. Hey, it's okay. We got Nate Prosser. Trust the Prosser. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I think if we go out, if we get Ekholm before the trade deadline, and then a couple solid second and third pair defensemen to uh, pair up with like Sanheim and Myers, because I, I'm still trusting the process with Sanheim and Myers. They're both really young still, and I they have a lot of potential. They just have had some shaky moments this year, as young kids will do, you know? Uh-huh. But I, I just I'm I'm still high on this team. Uh, we always go through a slump. I, I have a feeling that a big win streak is right around the corner. Uh, Jake Jake's on his game. JVR's killing it. That's my thing Sean too. Kateri, I want to pick your brain Sean on this Kateri, yeah. once you're done because those two guys in particular, and then like Joel Farabee, who is just like the second coming of Jesus. Uh, Joel Farabee is the man. Sean Couturier is the man. Uh, it's like those four guys. Well, really, those three guys, you could say, is it's that line of JVR, Farabee, Couturier is obviously like the best player on the team right now, and then you can Kateri- sprinkle in some Kevin Hayes. But it's yeah. like the Flyers' offense is relying way too heavily on those four guys to just create offense, and they're not mm-hmm. getting anything out of anybody else i mean we all saw what happened when coots was out for that extended period of time at the beginning of the year it's crazy we couldn't we couldn't score we genuinely couldn't score and he comes back and that's the difference between a great team and a, a middling team is yeah the flyers are literally relying on one line and one guy to create offense and everybody else out there, when they're out there, it's just like a waste of time. Exactly. But I, th- I think we could call up a couple of guys from the Phantoms real quick and uh, fix a lot of our problems. Guys like Zade Wisdom, he is the truth. He is going to be so good in the NHL, it's unreal. Uh, we could put, We could call him up. Uh, we still got Matt Strom down there, Isaac Ratcliffe when he's healthy, because obviously he's had a lot of injury problems. But when he's ready, he'll be ready. I'm, and just, then, uh, I'm at the uh, point with this team, though, right now, that like it's March 15th. The deadline's April 12th for the trade deadline for the NHL. And also you have the caveat this year with the COVID stuff that if you're trading between U.S. teams, there's a seven-day quarantine period. If you're trading between U.S. and Canada, there's a 14-day quarantine period. And then if it's Canada and Canada, it's a 48-hour quarantine period. 
So like, really, Chuck Fletcher's got to like be dialed in and like, you know, we're we're at the fifteenth of March right now. You have to account for like if you're trading with a Canadian team, you got to account for two extra weeks that you're not going to have this player. And if it's U.S. and U.S., that's a week you're still not going to have the player from whenever you trade for him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if any deals get done in the NHL this year at the deadline, which I'm sure there will be, they're all going to be done before the trade deadline so that these teams have those players before the trade deadline. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I just don't know if it's, like, reaching the point of no return where it's, like, getting to be too late for this team to make quality moves. Uh, I'm just nervous that we're going to – I mean, we're going to reach the end of Closure's contract with the Flyers uh, or the end of his career because I'm assuming we're just going to extend him again once his contract expires. Yeah. But I'm, I'm scared we're going to reach the end of his career and he'll have nothing to show for it. Because, I mean, sure, the Flyers have played a few less games because of their COVID layoff, but, like, they have 31 points right now. They're 11 points behind the Islanders. They're nine points behind the Capitals, six points behind the Penguins, and a point behind the Bruins. They're closer to last place. Wow, the Bruins fell off. Yeah, the Bruins have been on a schneid. Uh, you like, know, that makes me happy. If the Flyers are going to suck, at least the Bruins can suck with us. Flyers are right in the middle of the division. And it's like, if you want to make the playoffs, you need to do something, and you got to do something fast. And it's all on defense, because you look at the goal differential, they have a differential of one. They've scored 88 goals this year, which is third highest in the division behind the Capitals and the Penguins, but they've given up 87 goals, which is tied for third most. They're tied or they're tied for second uh, with the Capitals and only behind the Sabres for most goals given up in the division. Oh my it's that's bad when you're only behind the Sabres. Yeah. Like that just shows how shitty their defense. Like the Islanders have scored almost as many goals as the Flyers, eighty-six. They've given up sixty-four goals. The Bruins have scored see, seventy-one that's, that's goals, we, given up sixty-four. That's where we should be with Carter Hart and Net. But when you don't have a defense around him, of course he's going to let in soft goals because he's just going to be bombarded with shots. Yeah, like the Flyers need to make. A move quickly, like now would be a great time to go and and f- hit up Nashville and be like, hey, uh, can we get Matthias Ekholm real quick? Like, go make it yeah. happen. Um, and then as April and gets will here, will you take a, a slightly used Eric Gustafson off of our hands? Yes, him? please. <laughs> uh, may we interest you in a Justin Braun? Oh, may we interest you in a combo, Justin Braun, Eric Gustafson? And then, like, as, like, the end of March, early April rolls around, they need to make another move. Yeah, they they need to. Because whereas I could see the Sixers getting away and making a title run without having to make another move, the Flyers absolutely need to make another move. They'll be on the couch if they don't. Yeah, the uh, the memes of the Flyers ho- hoisting like their golf clubs will, will just be again. up in arms again this year. Yep. The, the the memes I absolutely abhor to see. I hate seeing them every year, 
I hate the golf club memes. I hate seeing the flyers on the golf course. It sucks. The only golf we want to see is to get in the hole pod, which will be coming back soon with new hosts. We're revamping it, so stay tuned for it. Shameless plug. Uh, Harrison, as we've been doing for the past couple weeks, you found a great, interesting news story. Obviously, on Wednesday, it was Los Toros and the Bean Dip Pool. Uh, You found one with an internet sensation, Salt Bay, and his new restaurant. Uh, Let the people know about this because I think it's absolutely bananas. Yeah, so the prices at this restaurant, uh, why? Just, this restaurant's in Texas, I, I, I believe, I, too. Yeah, so the the cheapest steak item on the uh, on the menu, uh, I'm not counting the burger or the meatballs. First of all, the burger is $30. Crazy. And meatballs served with fries are $40. See, why would you get meatballs with fries? That's interesting to me. At a steak place, too. Like, why? And, again, just to put this all into context, they're French fries as a side. You know know French fries are usually, like, what, three bucks as a side? Three, four bucks? Maybe a little more, depending on the place. Yeah, $15. Holy, that's a meal. (laughs) That's a meal. I I could pay that... For, like, an entire entree at some other restaurant. But let's just get to the prices. The, the cheapest steak is uh, the spaghetti, the locum, and the shashlik, which are all $80. That's unbelievable. You're, you're dropping $80 for thinly sliced strip loin. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> so, <laughs> I... I don't know what to say. It's so much money. Then you got uh, Istanbul steak and ribeye, both for a hundred bucks. Ottoman steak for a hundred seventy-five. A whole rack of lamb for two hundred and ten dollars, and then the salt bay tomahawk for two hundred seventy-five bucks. And that's not the most. That's not even close to the most egregious thing on the menu. (laughs) Let them know. You've got you've got twenty-four carat gold coated wagyu strip loin. For five hundred ninety American goddamn dollars, Jesus. The obsession people have with eating gold is and wild. Metal. It's you're literally putting metal into your body. You, you and I mean, I get that people need iron, but this is, <laughs> but like the uh, the pill iron is a lot different than choking down a dumbbell. You you brought that up to me and like I had never thought about it like that where you're like the obsession of people wanting to eat gold is just wild and like it's so true because like not to get gross but like how does that come out of you like is your is your shit just gold? It's literally uh, that's how Bitcoin is made. Shit gold like that's how Bitcoin's made. It's when people eat gold (laughs) and it comes out. A Bitcoin is made. Yes, That's exactly. why it's so valuable because you have to mine for it if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come for the sports content. Stay for the jokes. Absolutely. Uh, and let people know what the most but, expensive thing on this menu is because my jaw is still on the ground. If, if you got a grand to, uh, uh, to, to just drop on a, a piece of meat, uh, why not spend that thousand dollars on a twenty-four carat gold-coated, highly marbled wagyu tomahawk 
called the Golden Tomahawk. And listen, I'm a steak man. I love me a good steak. I am not paying $1,000 for a steak. Unless I have that money to throw around. Like, this is like you're Elon Musk. You are Mark Cuban. Shout out big guy Mark Cuban because I guarantee he's the man who got the – who paid the 10 mil buyout for Archie Miller. But I digress. Uh yeah, no, no, no college student, no, no middle class work uh, person is just gonna roll up to this restaurant and be like, "Yeah, let me get some steak." They're gonna get a water, and that's it. It's like I thought the hundred and twenty dollar cheese steak was crazy. That's nothing. Hey, I'd still pay for a hundred twenty dollar cheese steak just for that experience. But like, this is insane. That's absolutely wild. So shout out Salt Bay. If Salt Bay wants to come on the podcast, like we're more than Yo, if Salt more Bay than wants to willing. Hook us up with some steak. Salt Bay invitation is there to come on the show. Congrats on the restaurant, pal. Uh, from going viral on what was it TikTok that he went viral on initially? It wasn't Vine, was it? It might have been Twitter. He might it have been was Twitter. probably Twitter. It, I think it was like that weird in-between phase of Vine being dead and TikTok still being musically. Yeah. So, shout out Salt Bay. That's the American dream. Uh, starting your own restaurant from going viral on Twitter, from pouring some salt seductively onto pieces of meat. Uh, yep. <laughs> make sure you guys are... Uh, that. It's just crazy to me. And we're going to wrap up every show with some weird news stories each and every week because it's it's just funny to talk about um and you guys don't want to miss it so make sure you guys are following us on twitter and instagram at underground phi i know uh the the twitter purges of the fake accounts and everything have been happening so help us get our followers back up and uh we're, we're you know we've been in that limbo of trying to get to 3k so let's get to 3k uh before the summer hits let's make that happen it'd be wild you know, we got some some things in the plans, and like I said, uh, Underground Madness is going to be back. The tournament bracket will be live. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's a simple thing. Just join the bracket, and you're entered. You're going to be in the running for the championship t-shirt like we always do. Might have some added bonuses in there this year, uh, just depending on if uh, we can get some things working, but... You guys will know about it if you follow us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Harrison on Twitter at HarryGK83. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you guys check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. Richie wrote a blog that put went up uh, this week about the WNBA potentially coming to Philadelphia, uh, which would be absolutely hype. We are all on board that train. Definitely check that out. Let's make the WNBA to Philly a thing. Let's make it happen. It's been wait. It should have happened already. Um, so let's make that happen. Check out all of our other podcasts as well. We've got streamer season that Harrison's a big part of with Marvel Mondays, Mando Mondays, and all of our TV and movie uh, breakdowns from all the various streaming platforms. You guys know. Get ready for the uh, the Justice League and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're this ready. Week. Marvel Mondays will be we back after a little short hiatus. I just did a, a review of HBO Max's Tom and Jerry with a, a homie, Anima TD, from the YouTubes. Make sure you check that out. It's been a pretty popular episode. Uh, and all of our breakdowns, Judas and the Black Messiah nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Me and the boy Cam Justice did a breakdown of that film as well. Absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, it's off of HBO Max now, but 
I'm assuming once it's out of theaters, it'll be back on HBO Max. Uh, One of the best films I've ever seen. Check out all of our our reviews and breakdown shows on streamer season. The Outside the Box podcast, you guys know, our flagship lacrosse show. The, The homie, the absolute true blue homie, Sean Quirk, head coach of the Cannons Lacrosse Club, came on our recent episode to break down the expansion draft. Won't be the last time he's on the show either. Now a recurring guest. The fourth and goal boys are cooking up in Boston. They better take care of our boy Jalen Mills and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, they'll be back very soon now the NFL free agency is underway. And like I said, the Getting the Whole podcast will be back very soon as well with some new hosts. And uh, we're getting that back up and running. And also check out the latest show coming from Underground Studios. First episode dropped last Wednesday. Another episode dropping uh, this coming week. Curtain Talk. It's a collaboration project between Underground Studios, Underground Sports Philadelphia, and Buna Regional High School's drama department, uh, high school in South Jersey. We're working with them. I'm part of the show, part of their production team, and uh, we're doing some big things with them, getting them into the podcast world. So if you guys could support that as well, would mean the world. So check out all those shows. Drop five-star reviews on all those bad boys, and of course on this show as well. Five stars. Let us know how you feel about the Eagles' moves of extending Brandon Graham, your favorite Jalen Mills memory, how you're feeling about this Flyers team, the Sixers, what you want to see them do at the deadline. Also, shout-out to the Blue Coats, a valiant effort in the bubble. Unfortunately, came up short, but hell of a season in the bubble for those boys. Leave a five-star review. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too, and we know they're five stars. You can also check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And we'll be back on Wednesday live on twitch.tv slash PHI. Follow the Twitch channel so you know when we go live. Talking everything from Sixers to Flyers to the Philly season right on the cusp. Harrison, we're at 50% capacity potentially for Phillies games starting on April 4th. I, I can feel the spring fever. I'm getting ready. I'm ready for baseball. Um, we'll be talking everything that goes down. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI to watch the show live. And, of course, subscribe to the f- podcast feed so you don't miss an episode. And uh, you can catch Harrison on Outside the Box. You can catch him on Streamer Season. He'll make appearances on this show from time to time as well. And uh, might have some fun stuff coming at you on social from all of us very soon. So stay tuned for that. Get ready for Underground Madness. And uh, would not be possible without our awesome sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and stateside urban craft vodka those three homies right there promo code usp works on all three websites tomahawk shade you get 25 percent off your order manscape.com you get 20 percent off free shipping and a big old thank you from your balls and stateside urban craft vodka you get 10 percent off the one liter vodka bottles at statesidevodka.com with promo code usp must be 21 or older to order of course please drink responsibly This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 313. For Harrison, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace.